Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. I am Nina Minnis, and it is a pleasure to come before you today on January 22nd, 2023. And it is a beautiful Sunday here in uh, Florida. I'm just, I'm loving the cooler temperatures that we still have going on. So I know that in other parts of the states, it's pretty cold. So um, I do want to say thank you all for listening today. And um, all of my faithful listeners, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to my first time listeners as well. God bless you. I pray that the word is a blessing to you today and that you'll look back on some of our other podcasts and see if there's something that will minister to your heart as well. Um, I do have a word for you today. Let's just go ahead and, and just enter into prayer. Father God, we love you, God. We thank you. We praise your holy name, God. We give you reverence because you are worthy of it all. There's none other like you, God. There's no one beside you. There's no one who deserves the praise, the honor, and the glory but you. And Lord, we thank you for this time in your word, God. I surrender and submit completely to you. I decrease and I ask, God, that you would increase and overflow out of me. Lord, touch, heal, and deliver is my prayer today. And Lord, I ask that you would meet us in your word right where we are. Lord, let those who listen to this word be the ones that you need to speak with today. In the precious and powerful name of Jesus, God, we pray. Amen. All right. So today's word, who are you living for? Who are you living for? And I know you all are like, oh, where is this going? (laughs) But stick with me. Uh, We have a lot of scripture to get through today. So let's go ahead and start with our key verses. That's going to be Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, reading out of the New Living Translation. And it says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Now let's jump down to um, 5 verse 21. And it says, and further, submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. Okay, so I was meditating on these scriptures And the question was given to me today, who are you living for? Who are we living for? We're living in a world that really encourages us to keep our minds on our goals and our aspirations, our gifts and talents, you know, to become the biggest and best at everything that we do and say, to master our craft, to become the subject matter expert in things that we enjoy the most and also to make the most money in our field or expertise to stand out above the rest and gain respect applause and honor for all of our hard work and and really there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that we we are made in the image and likeness of God so it's normal to want to feel appreciated you know for our, you know, amongst our peers and amongst those who 
we work amongst and our family and friends, but not to depend on it though. Not to depend on it to feed our ego or anything. You know, we want to have a balanced self-esteem. We want to, you know, we want to have balance in that area, but we want to know that what we contribute to the world is making a difference, right? We don't want to just be doing stuff just to do it. And we want to know that we're making an impact to better someone else's life, right? You know, it, it it's really is about, you know, making a difference at the core. Even people who are not followers of Jesus, who are good people, who have good hearts, they, they want to do things that they know would be, you know, beneficial to others. Something that's going to help families, something that's going to help someone out of a struggle or whatever the case may be. So we go to work every day. We want to feel like we're doing our part and making things flow efficiently at work. Right. We want to we want to make sure that what we're doing is making a, a, a change. It's, it's keeping things going. We want to feel significant. Right. Uh, or when we're in a relationship, we want to make sure that we set aside time to spend with our significant other calling, texting, spending time together to build on what could be a potential relationship, long-term relationship or something special. And it may not always be the case, but you know, when we're dating someone, we we're testing the water, so to speak. We're trying to see if this is a good match for us, right? So we spend that time doing that. And, or also uh, maybe if we're raising children or grandchildren, making sure that they're brought up with morals and values and to have a strong character traits and, you know, to persevere, to face the world that we know as we know it. And so teaching them about faith in God, about prayer and God's word to keep them in the center, to keep them centered and covered, even if the, because even if they stray away, they'll remember what you taught them or what they were taught in church and it could win their souls back to Christ. Amen. I know for me, I was brought up, you know, with a praying mother and I strayed away. I did. (laughs) I strayed away. I was doing my thing, but something is like, I couldn't go too far out though. It was like, it was something that just couldn't let me do the most. And I know it was the prayers of my mom. And before I knew it, I was back in alignment with what God called me and chose me to do. Amen. And that's why I'm telling all parents right here. You know, if you are praying for your child, if your child was brought up in church and you brought them up and and you did the best you could and they're out here doing things that you never thought they would do, do not give up hope. Do not give up hope. Just know that the God that you've prayed to them, to him, to save them, to to bring them back, to to remind them, to draw them close to him. He still has a plan. And even in what they are going through, even in what they're experiencing out there, they're going to use that as their testimony when they come back into the fold. Amen. So don't give up hope. Because we never know what God is doing. He still has his hand on their life. He's still, he is honoring your prayers. He's protecting them. He's keeping them. 
from hurt, harm, and danger. So do not give up. So everything that I mentioned, though, before um, is very important. All of these things are very important. And we do have to give careful attention to those things, right? Now, however, it does come down to an ultimate reason for being. What is your ultimate reason for being? What is your reason for living your overall purpose in life? Who are you living for? So let's go to Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Now, in that passage of scripture that I read, Paul was essentially saying to the church of Ephesus, he was saying to them to live a life that resembles the heart of God. That's pretty much what he was saying. See, God expressed his heart for us through sending Jesus, his only begotten son to the earth. And Jesus showed us the greatest love of all by loving us so much that he willingly laid down his life. He could have called an army of angels that day to rescue him off that cross. He could have done it. He could have said, look, this is too hard. This is, I mean, I'm in anguish and pain. No, I give up. Come on, angels, get me off of here. (laughs) Get me down from here. I don't know if they are worth all this. But guess what? He found that we were worthy, that we were worth what he was going through. He was worth the agony and the pain and the death that he had to go through. But what kept him on that cross? What kept him on that cross, y'all, was us. It was you. It was me. He wanted to save the life of humanity through being the living sacrifice for our sins so that in cho- so that in him doing that, we can choose to live for him. And we have the ability to choose. We can choose to live for him. And we can choose to die to our sins daily. Or we can choose not to. But before all of this, we did not have a choice. We were doomed to die in our sins. But God saw fit to send love to die in our place. Come on, let's stop right there and just give God praise for loving us so much. He loved you. He loved me. He said, oh, no, I cannot let them die in their sins. Oh, no, no, no. No, I need to draw them closer to me. And I'm going to do this through my son, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Ooh, thank you, Lord. So Jesus submitted to the father and came to earth. And God wrapped in flesh to show us how to submit to his lordship by submitting to one another out of reverence for him. So Jesus showed us how to submit to lordship so that we can submit to each other out of reverence for him, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So when you reverence someone, see, we reverence God. So when you reverence someone, you have the highest respect for them. 
when you ask you when they ask you to do something for someone whether you want to or not whether you feel like it or not you find yourself doing it why why because you honor that person you trust that whatever they're asking you to do on their behalf is just what's needed to be done and you're willing to do it because you love them you honor their choices and you want to be part of whatever it is they're doing you're making yourself available for them to carry out their work amen and that's what we do when we submit and surrender to God now what God is saying to us today and I'm going to quote exactly what he said word for word he said I have been drawing you near asking you to prepare for the assignments that I have for you in 2023. I have confirmed to you that I have called you for such a time as this. I have told you that this is the year for you to step out on faith into what I have called you to do. You will be experiencing your walking on water moment in time. Now I'm shifting your focus with the question, Who are you living for? And I know, I know everybody, we have life responsibilities. We have a family to take care of, a business to run, a project to oversee, a ministry to lead or serve in, a relationship to build, partnerships to strengthen, and you, you want to enjoy yourself with your friends and family. Trust me, we, we all do. But my question is still, who are you living for? Now, to answer this question, we must ask ourselves these questions. And these are important questions to ask ourselves. And this is just in your prayer time. Just take this time to really come before God and say, you know what? Let me consider these questions. So for all my note takers, go ahead and um, take note of this in particular. I'll give you three different things. Number one, what am I doing in my day-to-day life showing the love of Jesus Christ? To show the love of Jesus Christ. What am I doing in my day-to-day life? Let's go to 1 John 3, 16 through 17. I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion... How God, how is God's love to be in that person? So God is saying, with whatever we have, it's not only just money. It could be a word of encouragement. You may be working with someone on your job and they're going through some hard times. And it could be that you, that the Lord moves on your heart to give them a word of encouragement to offer prayer in that moment, to to see what it is that they're needing and offer some type of um, resolution or um, offer yourself to say, hey, 
Maybe I can come over and help. Maybe I can do this or that. It's, it's allowing God to use you to solve the problem or help be that compassionate ear to hear and then move out of that same compassion. See, God can use us to touch the hearts and lives of people when we stay sensitive to what he wants to do. And we can't stay sensitive if we're not willing. We have to be willing and available at all times. So that's what it means by, so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. That means even if we know that we normally go to the gym at this time, but this person is needing help with their car or something, then you'll be like, well, you know what? I'll just have to go to the gym later. I'm going to help them get home, um, help them get their car towed or, or help. You know what I'm saying? It's like we have to rearrange our lives, our plans, what we want to do in our lives. And think about the needs of others. Amen. I think it's a song that um, that Israel Houghton sang about um, loving others the way that he loved me. It, it's a beautiful song. Um, I think it's on his um, on his album called One. One. So um, it's beautiful. Oh, that song I used to have on repeat. It was beautiful. But in other words, the song was saying God wants us to love others the way that he loved us. The way that he takes the time out to talk to us, to offer us kindness, to offer us tender mercies. He wants us to be the same way with each other. And in doing so, we will be living for him because we're doing what he would have done. So let me get off of that because I can be on that one a long time. Uh, (laughs) point number two is do I take the time to pray and seek God daily to get instructions from the Holy Spirit okay so let's go to John 16 13 in New Living Translation it reads when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth. We will not speak on, he will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. It's very important because the Holy Spirit doesn't come just to quicken. The Holy Spirit does not come just in church. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is one that we are to build a relationship with because the Holy Spirit is here to be our helper, our comforter. He is there as a reminder as to what God has spoken. That's why it's so important to read, meditate, and just completely download God's word into your heart and into your mind because the mind of God is spoken through the Holy Spirit. He knows the mind of God. So he's able to come to us and he's able to tell us about the future if God so deems it to be. 
he gets us ready for things that we need to know. He he may even tell us or show us where one of our friends or families, co-workers, uh, business partners, or whatever may be experience, experiencing something. And he is giving us instructions on what to do, how to, how to approach them, um, how to be there for them, or even um, telling us about the future would be telling us what we need to prepare for in our lives. Maybe he wants us to start a business. Maybe he wants us to start a nonprofit. Maybe he wants us to move on from one company, working from one company to another. Maybe he wants us to move from one city or one state or one country to another. So we have to be, uh, we have to be in tuned and, and continuously connected to the Holy Spirit through prayer, through the word of God, through just letting him lead and guide us. Because sometimes he gives us unctions that far outweigh words. It's like we have that knowing on the inside, you know? It's like, for me, I'm taking another transition in life for a moment. And I didn't know to take that transition, but it took the unction of the Holy Spirit to let me know, okay, this is your next step. This is where you'll be going. So that's when the Holy Spirit tells you the future and what I started doing. I started preparing my mind. I started preparing my heart. I started preparing things around me. I started making uh, plans on so many different levels about every little bit of things that we probably don't even think about. But when you know that you're about to transition, you start making those plans. And God is pleased with that. God is pleased when we act on his words and his unctions. Amen. And that's same with this. When you are living for God, then he can come in through the times of prayer and, and speak to you and talk to you about things so that when the enemy tries to come against you or tries to distract you or tries to veer your attention in a different direction, then you're reminded, oh, wait a minute. No, God wants me to do this. No, God told me to stay in this lane. No, God told me to write the book. No, God told me to stay planted in this church, in this city, in this state, in this country, in this ministry. Amen. So it is so important because sometimes if we don't listen, if we don't take that time to listen, then who he has positioned us to be a blessing to or to speak into the life of a person or to be there to help, we won't physically be there or our mind won't be there. If you know what I'm saying, if your mind is concentrated on what the enemy has distracted you with, because the Holy Spirit wasn't able to get to you and let you know, I need you to help this person. I need you to minister to this person. I need you to become a part of this team. I need you to connect with this sister or brother and help with what they're doing. If you're not connected to know that, then you won't be able to be the help or the assistance or get the assistance from others that you need in your walk and what you're doing. So it is so important, it's vitally important to stay connected to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, and let's move on to question number three. Question number three, when God does speak to me, 
Do I prepare and arrange my life and affairs to make room for what he said? Oh my God, I just was talking about this (laughs) in the last point. I think I jumped the gun, but but that's what we were talking about. When God does speak to me, do I prepare and arrange my life and affairs to make room for what he has said? Let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And for those who God has called forth to preach, let's go to 2 Timothy 4 and 2. And it says in the New Living Translation, Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. In King James Version, it says, be ready in season and out of season. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Amen? So, you notice that in all of these questions that I just brought before us, all of these questions, it shows us a work that has to be done. It's kingdom building, to be exact. From the smallest acts of kindness to making a tremendous sacrifice for the well-being of somebody else, it all brings God glory. And it continues the work that Jesus started when he came to earth. See, Jesus did awesome miracles, signs, wonders amongst the people, and it was all steeped in his love and compassion for us, for mankind. See, he was meeting the needs of people just like he wants us to meet the needs of people. He wants us to give words of encouragement, to share wisdom, knowledge, understanding from the word of God, and just share life's lessons, the stuff that we done went through and what we learned from it, right? All of this should be what we do in our day-to-day lives. And this is made possible when our focus is living for God, when our focus is, okay, God, Use me for your glory today. What is it that you want me to do today? When you have that mindset, then you, uh, you approach the day and the people in it as a servant. Instead of someone that is just entitled. Okay. Now in Ephesians 5 and 21, it says, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. See, when we live outside of the box of ourselves, our family, our jobs, our business, our circle of friends, etc., we see that there are so many people to reach and we may not be able to meet the needs of all of them. Okay, let's just be real. We're not able to meet everybody's need, but God moves on our heart about who to help and how to help them who to pray for, who to fast for, who to spend time with and minister to. And by the way, 
Minister means to serve. This is a form of love that Jesus displayed to us. He taught us how to do this through what he did for others. And he's asking us to show the same kind of love to each other. See, Jesus was talking to the disciples in this um, in this passage of scripture in um, John 13. He was talking to the disciples about leaving them soon. He was saying that he's going to leave soon and they could not go where he's going. And then, now, now, keep in mind, he was talking about his death and his resurrection, okay? He wasn't talking about nothing else. But then out of the blue, Jesus said in John 13, 34 through 35, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Now, what I found that was funny in the next verse, Peter completely missed the commandment altogether. And he was, <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing, he was saying, whoa, wait a minute, Lord, uh, where are you going? <laughs> you, you said, what? You going where? <laughs> and Jesus said, you can't come with me, but you will follow me later. He's, he's such a kind savior, you know? Now, if he was really crunk, um, I'm using an old slang. If he was really gangster about it, he would have been like, uh, did you hear what I said? I said, I give you a new commandment. <laughs> he could have checked him and said, wait a minute. I need you to focus. Pay attention to what I just said. It's important. But he didn't do that. <laughs> and so the same goes for us. We may know God's word inside out, backwards and forwards. Some of us can teach, preach, and pray the word and raise the roof off of a place. Just preach it down. But we completely miss sometimes those simple commandments, the simple truths of God's word that we are the most, that are just the most important in God's eyes. So that brings us to the question at hand. Who are you living for? Is it your career that you spend so many hours giving your time, attention, and energy to? Is it your family um, that you love dearly and who needs you the most in life? Is it your relationships and friendships that brings you so much happiness and great life experiences? Or is it yourself, your self-care, your education, Health and wellness, bodybuilding, strength training, mental and emotional healing. As we all know, all of these things are important. All of them. However, God is asking us to make living for him, living for God, a priority. And God will renew our mind, our heart, and give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on a whole new level. In handling all the above, God wants us to partner with him and he will lead and guide us by the Holy Spirit into all truth. 
Now, this truly makes our lives worth living because we have God in the mix. It ain't just us trying to live this life and trying to figure out what to do and what not to do. We have God in the mix. It says in Matthew 6 and 33, we all know this one. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. King James Version is very, um, the most probably the, the most quoted is, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So God is trying to get our attention today. He's wanting to get our attention. He wants us to see that what we are living for needs to be adjusted. It needs to be him first and then everything else second. Because he has a need of our lives to be a blessing to the world. Not just who he has placed in our lives. Not just our family, not just our friends. Not just our co-workers and business partners and, and ministry partners and all of that. That is awesome. We need relationships. We do. We need each other. But there, are, there is a world out here that needs to hear that Jesus loves them. That needs to see Jesus' love through your actions. Not just through your words through what we do not only through what we say so let's take this time right now to just make Jesus available to those who need him for those of you who do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior Jesus is here right now To those who used to walk with God and are now feeling the love of God wooing you back to him, Jesus has never left you. He's right here. God wants a relationship with you and to show you who he is and who you are. It says in Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. So I want to give you some language to help express what you are believing in your heart to God. Repeat after me. Jesus, I need you. I humbly come to you now. I'm tired of doing things on my own. I'm tired of doing things my way. Help me to live for you and do things your way. I believe that you died and you rose from the dead just so that I can be free. I make you my Lord and Savior. Feel this emptiness inside of me. With your Holy Spirit, I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's give God glory. Let's give God praise today for all that he's done and all that he's going to do.
God, we give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And to those who have given their lives to Jesus today, welcome to the family. God bless you. And to those who rededicated their lives to God, welcome back. We love you. And we would love to hear from you and send you a love gift for your journey. So just email me at livingwatersflowingministry at gmail.com. Now the same email address is available for prayer requests and testimonies if you have them. So we would love to hear from you. Also, we have a Facebook page, y'all. So go to Facebook and search for Living Waters Flowing with Nina Menace. And then click on like to follow and stay connected. So I love each and every one of you. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for tuning in every week. And until we speak again, may the living waters of God continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week.